This week's episode is brought to you by Free Speech TV. On television, the internet, and radio, Free Speech TV inspires viewers to become civically engaged. For more information, visit freespeech.org. Denver, city weather, intoxicates me with its sunny afternoon. Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most food-splattered city between South, South Federal and South Parker. Today, deep in the heart of March Madness, we're going to talk about basketball. No, we're not going to talk about basketball. We don't know anything about basketball. We're going to talk about food, and we're going to talk about tournament brackets, and why we like food, why we like, why we like tournament brackets. Why we're now making tournament brackets about food. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Joel Warner. In studio with me today are Josh Johnson. Say hi, Josh. Oh, hi. Ron Doyle. Good morning, Joel. And very special guest, Mark Manger, longtime local photographer who for the past 11 years has been in charge of the restaurant photography for Westward Newspaper and recently launched launched a new blog showcasing some of his best work called Candid Cafe. We're going to talk all about it. And as usual, our man behind the glass is Julian Mondragon. No, he's not. Mondragon. Oh, here he is. He just popped in to say hi. <laughs> hi, Julian. Hey. Okay, it's like a sitcom going on. It's like Seinfeld. You <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> put people running off with. Anyways, so we're going to start talking about some food. I'm going to uh, throw this over to Mark. And before we start, uh, Mark, Mark's he's been thinking hard about this this week. He sent me this email. It was really just... Just kind of passionate thought about what he wanted to talk about. I'm going to read a bit because I really liked it. He says, I want to talk about approaching restaurant photography as a sort of theater or street photography. I want to talk about kitchen environments. The hottest, the coolest, the biggest, the most cramped, the biggest relative to seating, and it's opposite. The best equipped, the worst equipped, and the mixed receptions I receive return to a place after it's been panned. Which was like, wow, that right there, we should just... Yeah, quite the intro. So, Mark, uh, you know, instead of talking about photography, you want to talk about food. Why is that? Well, um, because that's that's what these places are about, and um, you know, the photography is really about the subject. So, um, I, I try to try to just approach this in a very natural way. I try to approach it in a candid way. Um, just uh, sort of absorb the scene, you know, the rhythm of the place. Uh, these kitchens tend to be very hectic places, and uh, they all they all have a rhythm to them, and sometimes that rhythm's kind of kind of universal. So, so how did you first start? So, so basically, I mean, if folks don't know, basically, you, you do all the photography for the restaurant reviews. You're you're the man behind the man. The man the, behind the you're, man. You're you're the <laughs> you're, you're the, the man behind the, the man behind the restaurant. You're, yeah, you're the okay. eye behind the pen. Right. I, okay. Right. There <laughs> Metaphors are terrible. Sure. I'm, sure. I'm, that that I'm makes sense. Here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I, uh, I give I give a, a visual narrative to the uh, to the written. Sorry, right, that was way yeah. better than me. So, yeah, so you fine. first started this like like eleven years ago for Westward, right? Yeah, I sort of sort of happened into it. 11 what was it like at first? Was it like was it like like is it something that you just assumed would be really simple and it really wasn't? Or? Well, yeah. I I I I, I hmm. Good question. You know, I think initially that it was you know it was in the days of film, so it was very very concise how you approach it. And so, you know, there it took a little while to kind of kind of figure out the approach. You know, do something besides just just the staged food shots and 
do something besides just the kind of uh, distant shots of the of the dining room. So um, it's um, I don't know. It took a little while to kind of get into that rhythm and try to try to explore it a little more as a, as a sort of street theater. You know, it's, it's street photography. Yeah, I want to hear more about this concept of kind of street theater. I mean, especially since I mean. Especially somewhere like Westward, where we have like several thousand words to write whatever we want to, including like restaurant reviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, you usually get what like one shot that actually makes it in, or something, or in the paper itself. You know, one shot, but you get multiple. So for you, like, I mean, how do you, how does this kind of concept of street theater kind of help for help you to figure out how to best capture this place in as few images as possible? Well, um, you know, it's it's you know trying to trying to photograph the place as it is mm-hmm. you know and if if you just go in there thinking oh, i'm just going to get one shot you really don't have the opportunity to explore it or kind of try to dive into the the essence or the rhythm of the place you know so um yeah i just um just try to uh well and and the other thing i have to add is is they they do run a slideshow um uh, yeah online, online so there's you know fifteen to twenty five shots. So, do you ever you shoot to, bathrooms? Bathrooms, I yeah. have, yeah. I have. I'm trying to think of the name of the place. There was one. The chef actually wanted a picture of himself in the bathroom because they had TV monitors in there. That oh, about, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was about seven or eight years ago. Yeah, I think I think bathrooms can be sort of telling about restaurants. A little bit. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. Sure. Yeah. Do you guys sure. have a favorite restaurant bathroom in town? Oh, that's that's tough. I mm. like I like the one at El Diablo. El Diablo. Oh really? wait, do they? They have they have like um, I don't know I don't know what the style is, but it's like Mexican noir pinup girl. Yes. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah. Those little those little kind of Tijuana yeah. like comic books. Yeah. Right. Is this going to segue into the glory hole conversation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah already been multiple discussions of the glory hole this morning. It's <laughs> not even nine thirty yeah. in the morning, and we're already going to glory holes. So um, so my question is for you is how do you. You're, pho- you're photographing restaurants, uh, which structurally are all the same idea. They're, they're tables and chairs, and there are servers, and there's a kitchen. How do you, what do you start looking for that makes each of these different uh, in a way that you can portray them as unique? I mean, what do you start finding that's different about each restaurant? Well, it's the people, really. I mean, it just comes down to the people mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the customers, the, uh, the, the, the wait staff, the, the kitchen staff. It uh, just comes down to people. When s- and the plates, too. You know, the plates come into play and, and, you know, how people are interacting, enjoying their food. You know, you get some neat expressions on people's faces as, as plates come out and, and reactions to, to bites, whatever. Right. So you go in, once the restaurant has been, ama- has been made aware that Westward will be reviewing them. Mm-hmm. And like, is it like a week? Is it like a week before? Like how many? Um, usually at the call on Wednesday and my deadline's Friday. And so these guys have no idea yet whether it's going to be a positive or negative. They don't know. Review. So and, what is that and, like? I mean, in some ways, like, are you... I, I, don't, I don't know the review either. I don't get to see the review beforehand. They and keep that a So secret. they can't... So they couldn't torture you and get it out of you? No. Even if they tried? No, but, you know, I, I, typically, if they, if they tell me beforehand, well, just 
don't bother going into this one. <laughs> I know it's I know it's not a good review. So stay away. Be, you know, stay take, away. Go ahead, just take a shot from your car as just, you're driving just by. Just go take pictures of the cockroaches <laughs> by the bathroom sink and yeah. then get out. Yeah. Have folks like do folks often try to kind of figure out from you how it went? People are like so. sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they try to bribe you? Uh, some some folks are try to butter me. Is that up okay? With food. Do you uh, are you are you going to say that that people I'm, want to do that from this I'm point onwards? Cl- I'm pretty clear that you know I don't have a hand in the in the outcome of the review. I'm uh, so you, you, you say that after I they just, fed you. I just parachute in. <laughs> You but know, do, you, do, do you get the? Do you feel like the inspector? Like I, I worked in the restaurant business, and the day that the inspector is coming is like a crazy, scary day. You know, you're scrubbing corners of the floor that haven't been touched in months, and like, do you get that feeling that whenever you show up, it's like inspector day? Uh, that sometimes, a lot of restaurants are some, really prepping. Sometimes, sometimes. You Have know, you, I can I can tell. You know, sometimes when the place seems a little tense, you, you know that they they're worried, and very very often. Down the line, when I see the review, you know, it makes sense. And have you been in situations where you found restaurants that were just clearly trying to cover something up? Sure, sure. Yeah. Ooh, come on. That, yeah, come on. Back. Come I on. Mean, now we're getting into the good Yeah, where's the dirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're ready for Sorry, the dirt. I can't. Yeah. I can't I, man, I... I, I I got I I can't I can't dish too much here, you know. Well, how so, about, well how we, we don't have to yeah, we don't yeah. have to name well, names. Name names. Mm. Give me some, covering up. Um... No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Oh. Any story? <laughs> Could you tell any stories? There's got any be stories. Some, yeah, oh, there's, there's, there was a place on on East Colfax. They were getting a good review. Um, I couldn't really get anybody to respond. You know, to I, I always call these places ahead of time, and nobody would really respond. So I said, "Well, screw it. I just got to show up and get the shots." So I went down there, and uh, I had a hell of a time finding somebody who was a, a manager. And they said, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. And he was kind of sitting out back doing who knows what. And, uh, yeah, he said, okay, okay, we'll let you take pictures after he quizzed me for a bit. But he had this bouncer guy who was completely drunk, you know, teardrop tattoo. You know, he's an older guy. And, uh, man, he just he had issues. The second I went into that kitchen to take pictures, he was, like, on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just following me around that kitchen, glaring at me. <laughs> just... Uh, yeah, it's pretty bizarre. They got a good review, but they were concerned that I was a spy for the competition. Uh, so uh, I don't, I don't know what competition. I don't know what the hell a, a photo <laughs> was going to tell the yeah. competition. Look it was at that open, fryer. It was an open. It was an, o- exactly. they have it was an open kitchen. You know, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> but anyway, so what are so what are, so what are some of your kind of favorite kind of memories of going in these places and getting this? Kind oh of man, tour? the best um, place called Chef Lou's out in Aurora, mm. and you know. It was a slow night, and the chef was just like, you know, what the hell? Let's let's have a family meal. You know, he mm. prepared this fantastic meal. Uh, there weren't any customers in, and we all sat down, and, you know, they invited me to join them. And it was a hell of a feast. That's awesome. A hell of a feast, and, yeah. And you were there with Jason Sheehan, the old restaurant critic from Westward, yeah. when, you, when you did what was, was probably one of my favorite food stories of all time, which was uh, when you guys tracked down... I mean, I can't tell. I'm going to need you to tell because you were so there. Mama's House, that yeah. one? Yeah. Can you, for folks who don't know about Mama's House, can you just briefly describe that story? Because it's an amazing story. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an unlicensed uh, a restaurant in an apartment. And it's a Ghanaian restaurant. And, um, you know, this, this woman just prepared some fantastic dishes. But it was, you know, it was a cool, cool place. It was in her you house. go in there. It was in, it was in her apartment, yeah. 
You just and right uh, here in Denver? Is it somewhere around here? Um, it was it was in Aurora. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a. Is it still around? Is it gone? No, she moved to um, Ohio oh. shortly after that. But um, yeah, what, what is night. with our, our great immigrant cooks all moving to Ohio? I've got some Bhutanese friends that really? just moved really? to Ohio too. Mm. Ohio, Ohio, stop taking our cooks. Yeah, big, have a big food <laughs> scene there. Well, I mean, so so recently, after all these years of all this photography, you kind of said, okay, I'm going to actually kind of do something with a lot of these additional shots and there's all, all, all this material you've collected. So, if right. you're going to tell us a bit about kind of Candid Cafe and your thoughts on what you're yeah, what you're I started it. this blog, and you know, that's to you know sort of help me put my my ideas together, you know, in terms of looking at my images mm-hmm. as as a whole. And um, I'm working on a book right now, so I've uh, I've got almost. 500 restaurants I've, I've photographed over the years. Yeah. And, uh, and what's kind and of the concept of, of the book and the blog as opposed to like, like other type of food Well, books actually, the, blog, the concept of the blog is a little different. It's a little, little more for myself. Mm-hmm. The, the book is um, I'm, I'm following this thread of turning a cover, you know, through, through numerous restaurants. Now, turning a cover is, you know, one person service in, mm. in, in the restaurant world. And so, you know, I'm following, you know, customers walking into restaurants you know, taking orders, those orders going to the kitchen. And, you know, it's just this process over many, many restaurants. Nice. So the process is kind of like I go through the process one time, but I use a different restaurant each each time to, to show a different step in the process. Cool. So, and your blog is at, uh, what's the website for it? Uh, www.candidcafe.com slash blog. Oh, Easy enough. There you go. Yeah. So I want to I want to keep talking about food, but I want to switch a bit because we know, um, I, I've been fascinated the past week with um, it's called Westward's uh, Street Street Sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> Street Sixteen, which is their bracket of the sixteen potential best, I guess, neighborhoods. It's kind of a stretch called neighborhoods, but yeah, it's like so best foodie neighborhoods. I'm not even sure. It's not even just Denver because they have everything from like Cherry Creek to Tennyson to South Broadway, Boulder, to Boulder. Which Boulder. Is, <laughs> last time I checked, unless, unless Denver's been doing some weird annexation the issues. Boulder, Boulder, putting Boulder in the list is like putting an NBA team in the NCAA championship. It's in, in the Sweet 16. That's not fair <laughs> to give an entire city competition against other neighborhoods. The funny thing is that Boulder's well, probably going to lose really they, soon. They lost, yeah. oh, well, they, they, yeah. lost, they lost my bracket here. Uh, they <laughs> lost in your bracket. All right. <laughs> I mean, oh, so you, yeah. I like how Mark actually filled Mark the whole thing out. Mark has his bracket uh, filled out. Filled out. So he was trying to news, gamble with us earlier. Yes, yeah, so there's actually no real office pool, Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry to be the one to break the news to you. But, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, got, all, I, was, I got all fired up about this, about these, uh, you know, in part because there seems to be some serious rigging going on. In you, the results, you think, you think so? there's rigging? I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> and I mean, I guess people vote online. I guess you can go and vote. You these can, little things. Yeah, you can I, go on and click your vote. And yep. uh, Tennyson beat Larimer Square for food, which you know I like Parisi every now and then. I don't think it has better food than Larimer Square between like Rio. I mean, th- the Euclid chef Hall? who runs like like two of those restaurants just got shortlisted hey, for Tennyson James Beard. Tennyson is the scrappy little. Unexpected winner, Joel. You can't you can't discount <laughs> yeah. them. It's Gonzaga. It's Gonzaga <laughs> University. God damn it. <laughs> these, these things happen. No, I mean you think about it, but the Westward readers are more likely to 
eat and be able to afford to eat in Tennyson than they are in Larimer Square. Larimer Square is just are too expensive. Are you saying expensive. West Weirs are all, are all freaking hobos? No, like, <laughs> no, no, bobos, <laughs> not hobos. Bobos. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that uh, don't, wouldn't you say that the average Westwood reader or the average person in Denver can afford to eat in Tennyson more easily than they can afford to but eat But what Larimer is the term? Is it saying that where you would want to eat or is it saying what's the best food? Is it really it's a to voters. Yeah, yeah. I not, mean, it's no. voters it's who really are voting on this. You know, I mean, I guess Westward, the, where we can criticize them is what they included and what they didn't include, yeah. like including Boulder and not including Aurora. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. I know Mark's all fired up about Aurora. Yeah. Aurora's a place. Man. Yeah, right. I mean, to, to me, these brackups kind of kind of bring up interesting interesting kind of question because, I mean, we've taken this concept of brackets from from all the NCAA Yep. Kind of brackets. But the thing is, it's completely different where, in that case, you actually have teams kind of competing against each other on a court. Right. And Squaring this, off and it, competing. And then with this, you kind of start with the same kind of concept. Okay, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pit, pit all these concepts against you, like one another. But then how do they actually compete? Because they don't actually with play voters. any sports. People are voting. Well, they're... Well, there's two different ways that that different that different kind of brackets have gone. One is like voting online or whatever, mm-hmm. and then some of the other brackets kind of kind of just like bring in like like guest critics and yep. have the sites themselves or have the publication themselves actually decide who's the winner. Oh, really? So at first, I thought that made more sense because I felt like you know these guys know what they're talking about and they can kind of honestly judge these guys. These different kind of restaurants or whatever the bracket is on its real merits, yeah, right? But then again, you have to think about like I mean, like what what makes a champion? Is it you know is it here's, is it popular? Will or is it here's critique? what I think the initial the, the, the problem with uh, a bracket where there isn't actually a team competing against a team, and I, and I use this as an example. There's one that I filled out that was called um, Metal Madness. And it had all metal bands. Yes, yes. Right? So if you, have, if you have one metal band pinned up against another, the comparison there of the two means that that one advances. But then eventually, that one, the one that lost could have beat another one and advanced. It's kind of like, it's not like you put out a pool of, of 16 and you say which one's best, circle it. Yeah. When you pin the two up against each other, there's there's gonna be a loser that should have advanced because it was up against Metallica. Well, that's well, that's why you seed them. So right. So the best ones always this, end the up meta- the metal last. one wasn't very well seeded. Yes, that's good. That's because <laughs> it was run by metalheads. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. So I guess so. You guys think that it should be based on will the voters, right? So uh, therefore, no, it's I, okay no, if I, all the Tennyson kind of Highland mommies went online and. And rigged this and took Tennyson over Larimer Square. Yeah, I think that I think that's okay in the it's context okay. of this. But in general, I think all the bracketeering is really just bracketeering. I call I like it bracketeering. That. Yeah. That's the bracketeering to me is a combination of a couple things. Number one, it's March Madness, and all these different websites are trying to exploit all the Google searches for the word bracket. So they're hoping they'll pop up and that people are thinking about brackets, so they're going to take on this theme of the bracket. But then there's also they now have the technology to let people vote online. So it's an easy way for them to get free content. They don't have to do anything other than put up a list of 16 and then let I other, call it pop people... journalism. I think it's a new wave in pop journalism. It's, yeah. it's not just pop journalism, but it's also sort of crowdsourcing a decision. Instead of giving your top 16 
places or your top 16 neighborhoods. Instead, you're putting them up and then saying, okay, you guys decide. You decide. We're not going to do any research. We're do- we did the pre-research of giving you 16 names, but we're not going to tell you anything else. I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's kind of it, – it's this new stupid fad. You know, I think it's a new thing in the whole kind of top 10 list. Now that we've done top 10 lists, now right. we do brackets. And yet at the same time, I have been just – like obsessed with reading like Grantland's like bracket of best wire characters. I mean, because yeah, I mean, gra- I mean, yes, I knew Omar was going to win. There was no yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> it was clear Omar was going to. I mean, President Barack Obama has said Omar is the best character on the wire. He's going to win the thing. But I'm still like, oh, I want to read about this like bracket because there's something about this almost make believe contest. You know, as opposed to just a yeah, list no. of sixteen. You know, I mean, you know, like if someone said, you know, here's our top sixteen. Wire characters ranked in order from first to last. I wouldn't read that, but for some reason, I would mm. read. The- You're participating. Yeah, yeah. There's fun. Participa- I mean, come on. Let's not be too cynical. They're a lot of fun. Oh no, I'm be- <laughs> I'm being critical, but I I love them too. I can't I can't lie. And also because of the reason you were mentioning, Josh, that it's this situation where you look at the structure and then you think, well, that band would have been this band if they had been posed together. But because yeah. of the way it went down, yeah. right. it, it's, it's a little more magical and a little di- it's a lot different than just the standard hierarchical list. So in right. that way, yeah. it's great. Plus, it gives, it, it gives a chance for the underdogs. It does. It does. It doesn't really. I mean, really, though? No, I think so. So, I mean, this is – so here's another weird like phenomenon with this kind of shifting of the brackets from real sports to non-sports. I feel like when it's not sports, you don't really want the underdog to win. Like, I'm going back to the wire bracket. You didn't really want kind of bubbles to come out. I would. Because, because I think, you're underdog? I love, yeah. I mean, I, I love think Bubbles. Most people, I think Bubbles is very close second to Omar. Okay, no. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. For, for, listeners, for, for listeners who don't know anything about the wire and me who doesn't know anything about the wire. Who the All of you should stop listening. I don't care. Yeah, okay. Wanna, just, you need I'm to get on it. I got to get on it. No, but no, I mean, I mean in general. So, so for you, it's close second. But I'm saying that, like, in sports, you, you, want the, you want the one you don't expect to win. Right. Sometimes. I think in pop culture, for the most part, I mean, you don't really want the one you don't expect. You want your you favorite to win. Yeah. So, so what is that? Why is that that we root for the opposite in sports than we do in non-sports in these things? Because we have an in, more of an investment in it. I mean, you say you, you root for the underdog in sports unless you're a huge yeah. you know, Duke fan yeah. or Syracuse fan. Then you're rooting for Syracuse. So when you're participating in it and it's essentially your wire and you or, or I'm sorry your bracket and you decide the outcome, you're gonna root for your favorite team, yeah. your favorite whatever within the bracket. So people in general just care about non-sports more than sports. You're saying because I mean most people. No, I think that you're misunderstanding how people work their brackets. I think I think that I know a lot of people that have two brackets when they're in pools. One where who they want to win wins. And two, where they who they think the, is going to win is going to win, so they can win the the pool. Yeah, but you, they always. I mean, most people uh, you you're rooting for. I mean, I've, I have friends that like you know that that they're fans of this NCAA team, and they make them win in their bracket. Because what are you going to do? How are you going to watch March Madness if the outcome isn't that your team wins? Yeah. It could, you know, it would, it, it's, I mean, it's really, it's plus with, it's a, um, it's a TV guide for, to March Madness. Also, <laughs> you know, you know, it has it like, the dates and the times and where to watch it. So I mean, you keep track of it and it's like something happens and there's a consequence. I write down a name. 
And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and you, you are now, you go you are now fully it. involved because yeah. you've written a name down. Right. On a piece but of paper. Going, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, think about fantasy football. I mean, that's huge. It's oh, yeah. al- almost arguably more popular than NFL itself. Right. You know, and it's because of this participation. And it, and it gives you a reason to watch more games than your team's game. Right? So it gives you a reason to watch more games than NCAA than your team's game. But the pop part of it, the pop part of it is, I think it's just fun. Because it's fun? Yeah. yeah. And I, but, I mean, if the way that uh, Westward's doing it, you can have that experience, like NCAA experience where you're like, God damn it, that might... <laughs> My area didn't win, right. you know. So and you you compare it up against how how it's actually playing out. So Mark, you actually filled it out. Yeah, I filled it out. Yeah, let's yeah. Cir- let's really circle impressed. back to the restaurants because I you know I think it is interesting. I think I would actually root on Tennyson over Larimer Square. You expect Larimer Square and those those restaurants to win. They are the dominant restaurant force there, and like, they should be high low. And well, that's your opinion. I mean. Mm. Just because it doesn't necessarily make them better, uh, it, they're just more popular. They they are the they are the expected to win. They no, are the favorite. The I mean, I group. would either go for somewhere like Larimer Square or somewhere like Aurora because I feel like Aurora has real kind of hidden gems type thing. Tennyson, I like Tennyson. It's nice. But it's just kind of it's just nice. It's not like it's not <laughs> there's no kind of hidden. This is your neighborhood, man. Yes, you I traitor. Know. I know. So I'm you're saying. expecting you're expecting it. Uh, no, pardon the. It's not um, even like an underdog. You don't want to it's hand it to com- you on a plate. Like you yeah. want to go to an area where <laughs> <It's not> an <laughs> underdog where you just... have to explore and find the. Hidden. Yeah, you, we have to battle like Indiana Jones to find it. Right. Okay. Yeah, I would anyways, agree with you on that. Anyways, Mark, I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. On so anyway, I um I. I had to pick my favorite restaurant in each each neighborhood. Oh, okay, so there you go. I didn't think there was any other way to do it. I mean, Boulder with everything they've got up there versus uh, South Pearl, Wash Park area. I yeah, mean, there's there's just no... a handful of restaurants here. So, but I gave that one to Wash Park. Why? On, on the strength of bittersweet. Ah, uh, yes. Really. And uh, my favorite in Boulder was Zoe Mama. Really. You familiar with that one? No. No, where's Zoe Mama? Because uh, you know Paul Frasca. Frasca is the. Clearly, the expected uh, man. Zoe Mom is like little street food, Chinese street food. It's fantastic. Where is it? Yeah, um, just gosh, you know, I didn't write down the address here. Just off of Pearl Street, mm. not okay. on Pearl Street, but just yep, down the yep, corner. Yep. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, broke it down. Uh, I gave Highland the win. You gave Highland the win on the strength uh, of Carboncitos. Uh, really? Been to Carboncitos? Oh yeah, Thirty-eighth and Pecos. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, this that's this is it. a fine example so of you a restaurant said, so you, you gave would not that that the the literati of color, of Denver those those folks that are sitting around reading fifty two eighty and reading Westward and reading the reviews uh, this is not a place they would expect to win and and they are letting those reviews guide their choices whereas someone that's actually tasting and and doing the competition themselves would would come up with something different. It would be really fun to do this as like a a week by week, I'm going to eat at this place and then this place, and then see who wins. See which so was just the pick better one place. So, so, so have like readers say which restaurant you have to go to. Yeah, I mean they could choose, they could even do it. They could even do it tourney style. Choose where their gladiator, if this, you will. This week you go to these two restaurants and then vote on your favorite. That sounds expensive. Boy. That sounds so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> there better be a You'd pool at the end that I win. <laughs> <laughs> you have some. 
bitter competition out there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I'll be eating from their garbage. Then <laughs> <laughs> basing it on that. I'll base we'll it on the, dump, the, dumpster the, dumpsters, the dumpsters behind these restaurants. That's how I'll, how I'll vote. <laughs> so... so so, so you picked Thailand based on carboncitos, but who else went all went? Uh, it was between the the final was between uh, carbons uh, Highland and, and South Federal, and South Federal I gave the nod to Star Kitchen. Uh, you know, that yeah, dim, dim sum place uh, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that that's stuff. A, that's a that's a heavy hitter. And Lao Wang. Yeah, and I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the and then they've got that uh, that Hong Kong barbecue. They do a whole. And you pig. like Los Carboncitos that much? Are you able to give that? I like. I, that's, but, okay. I've, I've I've been to Car- Los so, Carboncitos so more be, than any other restaurant. Here's the bad here, news. So. Here's the bad news. I might, I might have to call you on a technical foul. Uh, What's that? <laughs> this What's is that? actually uh, West Highland, and Los Carboncitos is Highland. It's Highland proper. West Highland. No, 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 no. I I changed the name from Low High because oh, nobody, somebody changed nobody, the rules. Nobody, nobody from Denver calls it Low High. Okay. That's that's like a fabricated. You're saying low high for the neighbor. So you're, so you're no, I'm saying Lower Highland one. I'm saying low high was is, a, is so a, have, not the name. So you have Highland and West Highland. Okay, got Highland and West Highland. Huh. There you, you go. Did you, did you guys who didn't fill out your brackets have any thoughts about who should win or shouldn't win? Well, uh, see, I was bent out of shape because my neighborhood, Washington Virginia Village, was not included, even though we've got. I've never heard of Virginia Village. See, exa- it wa- hey, you're making this up. No. <laughs> what is Washington it? What Virginia is there, Vale, cheese? Virginia Village. No, and, I, and there's there's a <laughs> sushi place there. There's Nana's Bistro, which I th- I think is also great. I Domino's mean, is there. They have an Arby's, really they good. They do. They do. Yeah. Right, yeah. There's a Fat Jack Super <laughs> Subs. <laughs> <laughs> and a Chipotle, and <laughs> damn it! So you were gonna have those guys go all the way? Good job. No, no. I mean, uh, it's. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking over Mark's shoulder here and looking at some of the places he picked, and uh, you know, Cholon, def- Cholon Bistro is definitely a big hitter. Olivea, Euclid Hall. These are all great restaurants. I mean, for me, it's really tricky because uh, a, a restaurant is not. Are we are we judging by the restaurant? Or are we judging by the food? See, I think they left it open ended. Are they, we judging they, by they the experience? They didn't. They didn't even I mean, nail technically, down the this is this is just a, a cafe society neighborhood attorney. It could just be the neighborhood, like the the yeah, place. I, I mean, we're not even spe- specifying. So you get to so you get to play whether like make your own rules right now, this very instant, and come up with a decision. See, that just that just I don't want humming me. and hawing. That's Ron. that's like giving me a bracket of sixteen pl- names of universities and then saying pit these universities against each other. But we're not talking whether it's sports or academics. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. Fine, mm-hmm. I'm Ron, completely lost. Ron thinks it's DIA. Uh, Josh, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> it would have come down to the uh, high or Highlands proper <laughs> um, and South Federal for me, and I probably would have picked South. Federal only based on my personal tastes. Why? Because I like lo- love ethnic food. Yeah. Love yeah. Ethnic yeah. Food. yeah. 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 I mean, if I'm picking by food, it's going to be Aurora or South Federal. If I'm picking by the feel of a of a restaurant area, it's going to be Low High. Uh, it's going to be that new neighborhood that's going on there. If I'm picking by Mark's about to snap. The next person who says <laughs> Low High. <laughs> Yeah. He's gonna, yeah. we're, he's gonna, we're, we're bringing he's it turning in. red. We're, yeah. we're making it. I think a good way, a good way to think of this is if, if you had a, um, visitor come from a place like San Francisco and yeah. they loved food, where would you take them? I, and that eliminates, that eliminates your, your, your sort of personal preferences out of it because you're showing off. 
You're showing off that, like, a person comes from San Francisco and says, Denver's not a food town, there's no good food here. And you can take them to two places, those two areas of town, two restaurants, where those restaurants are, I, I think. I think you got to take them someplace that they're not going to get in San Francisco. You got to take them someplace with good green chili. Right, exactly. You know, that sort exactly. of Colorado right. style yeah. Mexican. Right, yeah. right. I usually try to make sure my guests have at least at least one day of breakfast burritos from Santiago's. Breakfast burritos from Santiago. I just mm-hmm. feel like that. The, the Colorado style chicken fried steak at Bull and Bush. Ah. Uh, the green chili smothered uh, Bull and Bush uh, chicken fried steak. Uh, and because also it's just this place you don't expect out of anywhere. It's in the Virginia Village neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, there it is. I was like, like Rod has completely invented a neighborhood in this podcast. No, it's very real. I live there. Virginia it's my Village. Home. If I had to make up a neighborhood, no, I'd probably sorry, name actually, it. No, Virginia I take Village. it back. It's in Glendale. Virginia it's in Glendale. Village. Yeah. Sure, it's not Virgin Town. Where, where, where <laughs> cross streets? Where is that at? Uh, Virginia Village is like uh, Main Street and no. South. <laughs> between, no, 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 Washington. No, no, no. It's be, it's between uh, it's between Colorado and uh, Monaco. Uh, near Florida. That's the Virginia mm. Village neighborhood. That narrows it down. Yeah, it does. Hey, well, I, I'm not going to judge okay. you guys for not hey. knowing all the great neighborhoods in, <laughs> in the city and only knowing your highlands areas. If there was a bracket of least make-believe neighborhoods, this would definitely lose. I last thing I want to say about this is I'm glad Cherry Creek was shot down in the first round. Why? Because you think it's all hype? And I, yeah, just Cherry Creek. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's what Elway's. Elway's. Do we have anything else we want to say about it? Whenever you have like a, a restaurant named after somebody <laughs> who has nothing to do with food, you know, it's, and it just turns me off. It, like Roy Rogers. Oh, he had a horse. <laughs> you know? The horse was white, so the place must be clean at the very least. Is, are there even Roy Rogers around anymore? Oh, you remember those? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, anything right. else about food or tournament brackets or food tournament brackets or other types of tournament brackets? I did like that there's actually a bracket of brackets this year. Atlantic actually has a bracket of the best brackets. Wow. And what I really hope is that NCAA, like the real bracket, like loses to like the Muppet bracket. That's what I, that's what I, so see, I'm going for the underdog now. Ah, yes. Right? There's a Muppet bracket. There's a Muppet bracket. So you can, you pick your favorite Muppet or your favorite Muppet movie. See, I this have. Is, a, I need this. I need the have, details. Yeah. God damn it! This is killing me. Rodney's a little too much information. Oh, you need right. direction. Okay. Well, are we done? Kind of freaking out about Elways and. No, I, I have more Elway freak out, but I'll save it for love and hate. Okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we're ready for some love and hate. You guys ready for love and hate? Uh, Mark, since you're a guest, I want to see what you have to love or you have hate on this week. Oh, geez. Um, love or hate. Um, you hadn't thought about this. You, you yeah, want to come back to I like you filled out so your entire bracket. <laughs> yeah, you spent, you spent literally so like So we know five he loves hours. the bracket. Yes. Oh, he loves, man. He I, loves filling out those brackets. I, I like restaurants in Aurora, and I think they're totally overlooked. By there's like a certain restaurant that you want to love on. There's, there's a number of them. There's, uh, you know, it's the only place you go for West African food is Aurora, African Grill. You know, you got fantastic Korean food in Sila mm-hmm. out there. You got... You got Tao uh, Tao Noodle House. You got just Chef Lou's. You got so much good stuff out there that just seems seems overlooked. 
I kind of love on Mark's like radio voice. Mark has this great, it's smooth. It's like so a nice. late night soul it's, it's DJ. Very rich. <laughs> I can't even talk rich. about like West African grills on the on the microphone all day, Mark. If you don't mind me saying, yeah. so I hope you're say it, okay. say West African grill, <laughs> and then say Dow Dow Noodle. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I want I want to um, to hate on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate. I, I, we don't know sports around here, so I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not gonna hate on Peyton Manning. Not gonna hate on the Broncos for spending 96 million dollars on a big-headed 36-year-old guy with a neck problem. <laughs> I'm not gonna hate on the fact that the guy's gonna be making 37 dollars a minute, even when he's sleeping, 55,000 dollars a day. What I'm gonna hate on is the fact that the bastard is taking. A retired jersey, the number eighteen. <laughs> That's right. Of of the original uh, of okay. Well, let's. Just, he got permission. We'll uh, yeah, that. yeah. He got yes. permission. Sure. Right. Okay, I'm not. I'm so bent out of shape that this football player that I don't really care about is taking a number away from another football player that I didn't really know anything about before, just because. Well, it just doesn't seem right. I, he's taking the number away from the original quarterback from the Broncos, and he. He's so entitled and has such a huge forehead, and it's, <laughs> it's just making me nuts to have to watch all this stuff. And yeah, you didn't mention what kind of name is Peyton. Peyton. It sounds like a financial services company. <laughs> and, and Manning. Peyton <laughs> Financial Services. Peyton Fine. Yeah. Well, he, that's where he will be doing with his ninety-six million dollars right. and his large forehead. Yes, and his number eighteen that he doesn't deserve to have. Okay. Change right. your number, goddammit. it! All right, Josh. I'm going to love on a song this week oh. by the Denver band, The Luminaries. It's called Ho Hey. Um, and what brought this to my attention is the, the, most, the current edition of Esquire. They name uh, six songs every man should listen to right now, and they named that as one of them. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, hey. It's a good and song? It's right, it, yeah, it's right next to Andrew Bird and Dr. John. Okay. And it's a good song. It's, it's, it sounds, uh, well, it would sound I want the like, elevator pitch. I want... Such it and such it meets would, such and such, right? Okay, now. well, Mumford and Sons meets meets I don't know meets punk rock or something. Ah. Because what it is is it the base of it is it could be just your typical coffee house folk song about unrequited love, except it starts out and is punctuated throughout the song with a chorus of ho hey's. That's like a stomp clap, what type like of ho chain, like, like ho. a chain gang, like ho, hey, ah. Oh, I mean, you got to listen to it. Go okay. YouTube it, and there's there's like them okay. playing I'll it live it, in people's I'll houses. Put on the, I'll put it on the uh, on the blog yeah. this week. With but but you know, props to them for getting picked out of nowhere from okay. Denver yeah, by great. Esquire, the, uh, the underdog. Okay. Yeah. Out from I have a love this week beyond loving on Mark's great radio voice. Uh, um, it is. Uh, root beer milk. You guys ever heard of root beer milk? No. What? Never have. Yes, I went to uh, in season the little local produce market that's in. Uh, the Highland, not uh, lower, not low high, not sunny side, but the Highland, according to Mark, is Little Mark. It's behind, uh, it's behind uh, Ceviche. Okay. With our 38th. They have all the local stuff. And then they had, like, this, this one of those old-fashioned, like, glass, like, milk, like, bottles. And it said, root beer milk. And I was with Gabriel, my four-year-old son. And since we both I didn't have a very similar mentality, we were like, root beer milk. Yeah, we, we need root beer milk. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's just like, it's like milk with like root beer flavor without the caffeine. It's amazing. Like we, like we chug that mofo. Nothing else. <laughs> it's, be it's better than chocolate milk. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. 
Root, root beer milk is root beer than milk. Because I'm going to say love on it. Try it out. Okay, uh, Julian, do you have any love or hate this week? No, you've been really silent this week. Yes. You are. Are you okay? Feeling I'm okay. Something you <laughs> want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm gonna send love, and this is a personal love to yeah. my girlfriend Peggy, and to our soon-to-be daughter. We found out yesterday. Oh, my oh thing, wow. thing two is a girl. Nice. Cool, congratulations. Thank if you. the second part wasn't in there, I was about to call you a sentimental schlep. <laughs> I like how we're always like we're always like mucking about in here. And then Julian pipes in with something really kind of serious and makes <laughs> us all feel like <laughs> a bunch of fuck ups. <laughs> I thought he was just saying, I love my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yay, no, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't no. We have we have a baby. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> that's awesome. Congratulations. That's very cool. Very. Um, nice. I think that I think that's all love and hate we have time for this week. Uh, if you have something to say about today's topics, like if you want to weigh in on brackets or food neighborhoods or whether it's like a low high or low highland or something <laughs> else, um, please give us a brief message at seven two zero two eight two yell. That's seven two zero two eight two nine three five five. You could also go to our website and say the same thing. Each week we'll pick our favorite messages and play them on the show. I want to give a big thanks to Mark Manger. You can check out his blog, Candid Cafe, at uh, www.candidcafe backslash blog. Dot, 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 dot com, com forward slash. Oh, we'll put it on oh, the website. Okay. We, we <laughs> lost it. Our theme music is by the band Houses. Our web hosting is provided by bluechannel.com. You can watch us live uh, today and all Friday mornings at 9 a.m. at nfnradio.com. Listen to episodes on demand by subscribing to our podcast. On iTunes, Stitcher, Smart Radio, Google Listen, etc., etc., etc. For more information, check out our website, denverdiatribe.com, or find us on Twitter or Facebook. I'm Joel Warner, behalf of my co-hosts, Josh and Ron, as well as Mark, our production engineer, Julian Mundragon. Thanks for listening. Yeah.